Welcome back. Looks like we're back at it again. More news, more content. Maybe some jokes along the way. Okay, first one up. It has to do with a uh, NYPD officer giving a vicious left hook to a toy woman. But uh, is it really domestic violence? Or is it something else? Hard Talk Radio, live in 4K. that again. See, see, she touched him first. That was the first time she touched the cop. Oh, that's the second time she touched the cop. That's the second time she touched the cop. All right. Yeah, she was attacking the cops. She was attacking the cops. Boyfriend of woman punched her punched off her feet by NYPD detectives appears in court on drug and gun charges after she was charged with obstruction. Cops defend punch and say her gender is irrelevant. It pretty much is. It pretty much is. I mean, you're trying to, you know, you know your your boyfriend is a criminal, but you're too ignorant to stay out the way. You decide to fight a cop. A lot of we're we're in a era where i mean this has been happening back way into the you know before the 2000s this has been happening women thinking they can get away with this stuff and a lot have because they know the gender dynamics okay 
But the problem is not every man's going to care and especially a man in uniform. Okay, who's doing his job is to serve and protect. Okay. The boyfriend of a woman who was punched off her feet by an NYPD detective appeared in court quietly overnight charged with drugs and weapons offenses. Alvin James 22 is the man Tamani Crum was trying to protect when she stood in front of NYPD officers in Harlem on Tuesday. A lot of these women, man, a lot of these hood women are, like you said, these hood women, these women are super disrespectful to black cops. They're super disrespectful, period. Okay? And some men are not going to take that crap. They're not. They will, they will be, they don't even have to be cops. They will knock you straight to the ground. Okay? Actually... Was that a female? I thought gender doesn't exist. But seriously, the love of bums gets you hurt. <laughs> That's true. It's true. It got Breonna Taylor hurt. Okay? It got Corin Gaines hurt. Okay? The love of bums. Okay? Let's see what this one... Feminism treated her equally. <laughs> Pretty much. The confronting interaction was filmed by a bystander and went viral on social media yesterday as another apparent example of police brutality. But police unions and NYC Mayor Merrick Adams are standing by the detective who say they had no choice but to use force to neutralize Tanami. James was armed at the time, as were the cops. Yes. Okay. So what, what would happen if, you know... Her boyfriend just got loose of police custody and just started shooting. And the cops had to shoot back. She would have been caught in the crossfire. And then they would have Black Lives Matter, you know, speak her name. Tamani. No. You did this to yourself. Okay? You did this to yourself. She will... Let me see. Yeah, she will think twice, ever placing hands on a man ever again. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's... That's how it is, man. All that talk about toxic men, stop it. Plenty of women love bums like yourself, and that's part of the fee-loving, dysfunctional men. Yeah. Pretty much, but they don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that. She was acting like a wild spider monkey. Police did not have to put up with this garbage. They don't. Okay. NYPD unions and police associations say the video proves how brazen criminals have become and that young women should never... And the young one should never have tried to interfere. Crom was charged with obstruction and was released from custody last night after a brief court appearance. She will return to court on October 11th. Her boyfriend remains behind bars on a $300,000 cash bond. I bet you she will try to place bond. I bet you she will try to place bond. I bet you she will. She will try that Brianna Taylor. Brianna Taylor paid $5,000. $5,000 to bail out her pookie boyfriend, Jamarcus Glover, at the time. A drug trafficker. Five, you five thousand dollars is mortgage money. Mortgage money. Okay. The Detective Endowments Association, one of the largest police unions in the country, stood by the detective yesterday and has threatened to take legal action against Crum. In a statement last night, Union President Paul Diacamo said. Criminals in New York have grown accustomed to there being no consequences for their dangerous illegal actions. But when you assault a New York City detective in order to interfere with an arrest, 
of a man armed with a gun, there are repercussions. We urge politicians to open their eyes and see the public safety disaster they have created. Kinsey was trying to arrest um, James on suspicion of attempted murder at the time. The circumstances of that case remain unclear, but it's believed James was among a group of men involved in a shooting on August 12th. Among Crumb's supporters, the Reverend Al Sharpton, who is help, helping her with her legal defense. At a press conference yesterday, representatives of Sharpton's organization said Crumb was the victim of a barbaric police force. Di Giacomo, in response on Thursday, said the remarks were insane. Al Sharpton should be worried about the thousands of actual crime victims in the city, not the limelight and lining his pocket, he said. This is Al Sharpton, whether he's fat or skinny, this is Al Sharpton. Sergeant Betsy Bretner-Smith, the spokeswoman for the National Police Association and a former cop who spent 30 years in law enforcement on the outskirts of Chicago, told DailyMail.com that any outrage should be directed towards Crum and not the detective. Tamani Crum, 19-year-old adult, made the decision to insert herself into a dangerous situation as NYPD detectives and officers attempted to arrest a man wanted for murder, uh, a wanted murder suspect who was armed with a loaded firearm. It's clear by the video that she was interfering with a lawful arrest. And, you know, it's sickening. And you see the mother holding on to uh, Tamani. You, you see there's no accountability at all. None. Okay. This person has no sense of right or wrong. And you see this with a lot of low-income, black blacks from the low-income community. This is how they think. This is how they act. Okay. And Al Sharpton, who is a sellout, is right there trying to get his limelight. Okay? And they wonder why black men don't trust these women, always showing bad judgment. Exactly. Al's where the check where the sharp where the check sharp tongue. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Where when isn't Al Sharpton standing with scumbags? Uh, never. As long as there's money involved. As long as there is money involved. Alright, now we're going to check out the uh, full body cam footage of a Ohio shooting that just happened with Donovan Lewis. That is what we're going to be checking out right now. That punch was brutal, man. I'll say that. I was thinking about that street fighter, <laughs> the boxer and the fighter, like boom, oh, oh, oh. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Attack me again, and I will crush you. You must stand. You must stand against Shang Long to stand a chance. All that stuff. I was thinking about putting up a Killer Instinct theme, dun, 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 and do narration, but I knew. I knew a copyright was strike was coming for me, baby. I knew it was coming, so I didn't do that. I behaved myself. I behaved myself. All right, let's get into this story. Hard Talk Radio, live in 4K. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, 
Don't turn your camera on for two minutes so they don't get my... And the thunder rolls! Two more minutes. Oh, I already turned mine on. The address on leads, I think it says... Okay, I guess we'll try both of them then. Thank you. They have B, they have H. It's H. Okay, thank you. Second floor. Yep. Second floor? Yeah, it's right at the yeah, stuff. Yeah, but the car, there's no car here today. Yeah, it's right above the steps. This one right here. Can you jump out? Yeah. I'll, I'll go out back. I'll go. And the thunder rolls. I think it's... I don't know. Donovan. Probably her car. A bunch of baby stuff. There's no window. Do you have the radio battery? Ah, oh, you suck. I told you. I said Donovan. There's a tiny one.
Fair use, fair use. Police department, come to the door. Department H. Come to the door. I'm not looking through any hole, no window, come to the door. You know, I, I, nah, nah, that, that cop brave right there. Show me your hands, hands up, face away from me, face away from me. Hands up, walk backwards to me. Who else is in here? 
They know how many people are in that apartment. They're acting real dumb. They're acting extremely dumb right now. Okay? Extremely dumb. Send that dog in. I'm sorry, 
Oh, what did he do? Hold on. Let me let me see that part again. Let me see that part again. Something. so quick it happened so quick wow it was right in the head Get him out to the medic. You want to carry him out? Yep. Jack. Yeah. Grab his feet. You're all right, buddy. You're all right. 
those guys detained in there yep. or in a car. My thing is like, why didn't his, the two people, you know that the cops are there, they knocked on the door. Why didn't, why didn't any of you wake up Donovan? Why? He don't have friends. Those are not his friends. You all could look up the next, whatever information you want. I'm cutting the video and I'm going to go on to the next story. This is sad. It shouldn't have never have happened, but it, this is what happens when you roll with the wrong types of people. This is just this is just part of it. This is just how it goes. Alright, let's go on to this one right now. I'm not the type of person to be like, you know, gloating for people like this. Not like, oh well that that's what they get. No, I'm not that type of person. No, I'm not Republican and I'm definitely not Democrat. I just see that, you know, whatever choices we make, um, it's going to affect the outcome of our lives. That's, that's just, it's just how I see things. person at the center of this video is the assistant principal here at the Coscob Elementary School. Greenwich's first selectman telling me that that man has been placed on administrative leave and this video is getting reaction from local leaders all across Connecticut. 
A Greenwich assistant principal under fire after a video appears to show him discussing discriminatory hiring practices at his job at Coscob Elementary School. So then what do you do with the Catholics? They find out someone is Catholic. Jeremy Boland is at the center of the undercover video released by Project Veritas, a nonprofit enterprise known for controversial undercover reporting through hidden cameras. The 12-minute video appears to show Boland discussing not wanting to hire candidates who are conservative, Catholic, or of a certain age. Greenwich's first selectman says he's demanding answers. I've called for an independent investigation separate from the Board of Education. I want to see if this is pervasive. If it is, how wide and how deep is it? A group gathered outside of the elementary school Wednesday evening to denounce what was said in the video, including Republican Senate candidate Leora Levy, who's from Greenwich. I believe that we are one people. And what they are doing in trying to divide Americans, divide our children. Senator Richard Blumenthal and Governor Ned Lamont, both also from Greenwich, released statements also condemning what they saw. In a tweet, Blumenthal said in part, religious discrimination is inexcusable and illegal. Of course, I support a full investigation. Lamont said in part, discrimination of any kind has no place in Connecticut, especially in our public schools. This is not aligned with our Connecticut values. Fox 61 has not confirmed the legitimacy of the video or the circumstances under which it was filmed or edited. Project Veritas founder James O'Keefe says his organization stands by the way in which the reporting was done. They took place in Connecticut um, in, a, in a public area, and he knew he was speak, speaking to someone. He knew he was being interviewed, and he shared that with our journalist. He may not have known he was being recorded, but he knew he was being talked to. We have reached out to Greenwich Public Schools for a comment, but have not heard back yet. Governor Ned Lamont said that the State Board of Education is aware of this incident. Live in Greenwich. Gab I got to respect Project Veritas. I have to respect them. I mean, they did a lot of undercover work. Um, they got uh, raided. I mean... But this is what happens. You see, when you when they do that, they're against true journalism. They're against true news reporting. Okay. They don't really care about. Uh, about true journalism, because nowadays true journalism is sanctioned and could get you killed. Okay. Look what they're doing it in Ukraine. They doing it in Ukraine though. That's what they don't tell you. All right. Okay. On to the next story. All right. Let's see this. All right. Okay. Here we are. Get this small story out the way. This is something that is uh, matters of the heart. Okay. 
Relationships are very complicated, and when it ends, you have to accept when it ends. You have to accept it. You have to accept that person has their own autonomy. You have to accept that person. Um, that person has a right. They have rights, just like you have rights. Let's get into it. I don't want to go too much into the story. Tonight, new videos showing the deadly encounter on the porch of an Ohio family home. Mitchell Ducrow of Sydney shot and killed 22-year-old James Rail last month after it appears Rail tried to break into the house where his ex-girlfriend Allison lives. In video captured by a home security system and provided to NBC News by local police, you can see Rail first ringing the doorbell multiple times. He's like, hey, he's coming back. The family saying they asked him to leave, and then... He's trying the door. No. Dad. No, don't answer the dad. Be off the porch. Dad, no! Oh, my God, can you please hurry? Rail is shot three times. We pause the video to obscure this graphic moment. He stumbles backwards and falls to the ground. Two minutes later, a bystander walks up to Rail's lifeless body. Okay, well, he's not moving. He ought to be good. Did you shoot him? Yes! Oh. Okay. Call me. Call my... Uh... Hey, Harvey, no, we we're on the phone with him right now. Rail was pronounced dead at the scene. from the 911 call confirms Allison Ducrow phoned police while Rail was on the porch when she says he tried breaking into the family home. The pair previously dated but broke it off some time ago. The circumstances of their split, not clear. The family interviewed by police. Once I realized he was getting in and the door was open is when I shot. Rail's sister, Jessica Colbert, says her brother went to the house to, quote, look out for Allison. He's there for a friend. Colbert, emotional at the loss of her baby brother. I fell to my knees. Because it couldn't be true. He's not supposed to die before me. Last year, a new stand-your-ground law went into effect in Ohio, expanding rights for individuals using deadly force in situations of self-defense. Prosecutors in this case deciding not to move forward with any charges against Mitchell Ducrow. I think not only should Mr. Ducrow be held accountable, but so should the other people involved that did not do a full investigation. But on that day, one month ago, Allison was grateful for what her father did. All right, Julie Sirkin joins us now live in the studio. We do want to mention that last piece of video was some body cam from police as well. So, so the sister you spoke to seemed to insinuate that the investigation was not over. What, what, what do we know? Yeah, she told me that the investigation was not complete. And tonight we are hearing from the Shelby County Sheriff's Office who dispute Jessica's allegations, saying they conducted a full investigation. The sheriff noted he understands the Rails family grief and added, and this is interesting, quote, a young man lost his life, and there have been many other options. But the law is the law, and we take oaths to uphold that law. You know, I do want to ask you that the ring cam, it's, it's a little tough to tell. 
did, did, was the suspect actually able to get in the house, the ex-boyfriend, or is it just sort of a, a back-and-forth tug-of-war with him trying to break the door down? Yeah, Allison's father actually said that the suspect, the ex-boyfriend in this right. case, tried to gain entry, his shoulder actually starting to push that door open when he was fatally shot. Thanks for watching our YouTube channel. Follow today. It's a sad situation, but, you know, you can't lie, you know, and try to say, well, he only went over there to look over, look over Allison. The video shows completely otherwise. The woman is not honest. Okay. It, here's the thing. We have family members that we are not honest about. Loved ones. We may love them but the reality is there are sides to them that we know they have and those sides get them in trouble okay and you have to admit that this side of him cost him his life that's what you have to admit you have to admit the fact that This this side of him, Allison must have known about. I don't know why she wasn't clear about why they broke up. Because if this is the side of him, it's obviously clear why they broke up. Okay. On to the next one. California business bans customers from wearing masks. Another business in Los Angeles County is taking a different measure to combat crime. It's banning customers from wearing masks after thieves were reportedly using them to hide their identity. Joining us now, the owner of the boutique clothing store Kitson, Frazier Ross. So tell us about why you decided to take this measure. Well, good morning from uh, Gotham City, I have to say. Los Angeles is not really the word to use today. Um, well, we've had the crime has been escalating daily. In just in our little area, I mean, we've had um, the Ivy down the street. Uh, someone was robbed of their, you know, uh, Birkin bag on the patio. Um, Chanel was, uh, had a truck go through the window. We've had people come in with weapons, um, scissors, put it to the employee's um, more or less face and say, hand over the cash and the iPad. I've been strangled and I... You know, this was going to happen, you know. This, this was going to happen. People were going to take advantage of the masks, okay? People are going to do that. You can't tell me nobody thought about that, that they could commit crimes with wearing, you're not wearing a standard government mask. You just, you wear any type of design mask. You even put a, a, a handkerchief over your face. You look like a gangbanger or something like that. But they could do that, okay? The, you know, there wasn't much foresight when it came to this masks. <clears throat> and people took advantage of it. And now people don't want to do the mask thing anymore for obvious reasons. Just click to me. Being pepper sprayed in the store and enough is enough. And when they come in the store with a mask on, you know, they've got a bucket hat, a hoodie and a mask and you can't see their eyes. So in a lineup, we'd never be able to identify them. The cameras in the store can't identify them. The security guard in front of the store can't identify them. And there was enough enough. 
enough is enough. And, yeah. you know, we're not going to listen to Barbara Ferrer, the health director. I still recommend masks. And I emailed her yesterday, and guess what? She's on vacation to the 29th of oh, August. And then we've got our mayor, Eric Garcetti, doesn't even comment on the crime anymore. Yeah, well, your experience obviously proves that it is. Like I said, the higher-ups don't really care about the common people, the merchants that keep society running until it happens to them. People don't, the politicians, when it's in power, it's like they don't care about the crime rate until it happens in their neighborhoods, and that's what happened. You have politicians not really caring until they got carjacked. One of them got carjacked, a couple who were both politicians. One got, you know, assaulted. The other one was had to defend his wife. Then they all started realizing, hey, this crime is out of control because it was happening to them. They weren't, they thought they could get away because they're not the peasants of society. Like Gotham City, as you mentioned, but the numbers also back it up. Robberies in Los Angeles, the city, are up by 19.6% since 2021. This year alone, and the year's not over yet, we're at 5,800-plus robberies. So, you know, George Gaston's recall effort failed, unfortunately, in that city. What is, you know, the... That man right there is responsible for so many criminals being back out on the street after they get incarcerated. So many people have been hurt because of Gaston. Gascon is these gangs messiah he needs to be held accountable the alternative to offering some kind of deterrence or protection for you and the people who are working in your store well you know we've had to hire security I mean that's $150,000 a year now in our stores to prevent this hopefully to deter it but you know the real root of this cause could come from the celebrities. I mean, Chrissy Teigen, I'll pay $100,000 to bail out rioters and looters. Kim Kardashian uh, endorsing Gascon. So we need the, the, the A-list. That's why I see the fact that it's all like, it's all by design. I know I sound like a conspiracy theorist, but who in their right mind would want to pay for um, support Gascon after you see his policies as what's running... LA into the ground okay bailing out looters who would do that it has to be by design to bring the country down nobody in their right mind would do this people in this town to realize how bad it is and go to government officials and say we need to curtail this what are you hearing from your customers who are trying to come in and into your store are they afraid to come shopping now no i mean on saturday we had 10 people without masks uh, wearing masks sorry um eight took them off um and had no problem and uh, you know two didn't want to and they left the store and i said you know we for the people that want to wear masks, we give private shopping a half hour before we open in the morning, a half hour when we close. We have curbside pickup, and they can go on our website. But we've got to protect the assets of the company and our staff now. It's beyond, you know, the mask is beyond for medical reasons now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we hope that you get some. Pretty much. People are using them to loot now. People are using them to do all types of crap. <sighs> Scary that place is turning into Gotham City. It's true. Turning into Gotham City. 
New York in the 80s. People are going to start taking the law into their own hands. All right. All right. So, um, time to talk about these people getting hemmed the hell up because they think they that Daddy Trump was on their side. They thought Daddy Trump was going to be there and help them to, you know, fight off Big Daddy government. Trump chilling. Where you get? Where, where's Trump right now? Is he getting you guys off? Hot Talk Radio, live in 4K. Julia, I do want to ask you also about January 6th. We know there's a proud boy who entered the Capitol, has just been sentenced to prison. At the same time that's happening, former President Donald Trump posted to Truth Social today with these pretty explicit QAnon, um, I can't really call them dog whistles because they were so explicit. So tell us about the duality of what's happening there. That's right. So Joshua Pruitt was sentenced to 55 months in prison as part of his what he did on January 6th, and prosecutors say that he did come face-to-face with a group of senators. You can see him there. It's incredibly confrontational. He's a member of the Proud Boys group, known as one of the instigators of the January 6th insurrection on the Capitol. And each time someone is sentenced in this case, it's sending a message, or prosecutors are hoping it sends a message for other people who might be lured by false information, like QAnon, like those QAnon theories that led people to think that it was up to them to seize the Capitol on January 6th. Now we're seeing the former president start to repost, or as they say on Truth Social, retruth more QAnon theories today on that social media platform. All right, our Homeland Security correspondent, Julia Ainsley. Thank you, Julia. Trump sitting comfortable, living life. You about to, you know, know what it's like to have a man proposition you for sex. Boldly. You're going to have to know what it's like to fight for your life. To keep your manhood. I'm not being mean. I'm being real. That's prison. Okay. That is prison. Okay. And he's comfortable. Thanksgiving is coming up. Christmas is coming up. Easter. Winter time. People are going to be with their family for the holidays. Where are you going to be? In a cell, cold, freezing, with a bunch of strangers you don't know. Okay. That is the that is the issue here. And he knows what he's doing. He's the savior. Trump isn't like the other people. Yeah, okay. Yeah. This is the same person who has not apologized about how he treated the Central Park Five when evidence came out about them, about uh, Matias Reyes, the real rapist, okay? With the corruption that happened with that whole case, all right? 
And he was friends with the prosecutor who sent those five black boys to prison. And he has not apologized for that. This is the same Trump that endorsed Mary Miller. And when she was campaigning for her political um, goals. And she said the um, reversal of Roe v. Wade is a victory for white life. Republicans in the crowd cheered. Trump was right there behind her. He said nothing. Okay, he did not check her. He did not check the crowd. I thought all lives matter. Trump is a politician. It's just the thing is he's he's the loudest voice in the room. He's the one who wants to demand things go his way. Okay, that's the issue here. Presidents are not elected; they are selected. And someone like Trump, if he does not play ball. If he does not play ball, it's going to be sad. You have to play ball in order for you to get along in that gang. Okay? The world cartel. You must play ball or else. All right. So... Get in here with this for a second. Alright. So we're going to talk about a uh, article. About um, a woman that uh, article about women who regret having OnlyFans accounts. We're gonna get into that. Okay. Meet the women who regret OnlyFans. Women who joined. <clears throat> Some women regret joining the Internet's version of the world's oldest profession. Women who joined the Internet version of the world's oldest profession during pandemic lockdowns are starting to feel the permanent effects of that decision. And many, and for many of them, it's not a good thing. OnlyFans, the online platform known for being rife with women hawking visuals of their naked bodies to fans who fork over cash for the X-rated content, was founded in 2016. But exploded in popularity due to, you know, the pandemic. Today, the London-based content subscription service has more than 170 million registered users and more than 1.5 million content creators. The vast majority of them are pornographic. Now, here's the thing. I find it very strange when a woman, especially liberal women, say they don't need men. Okay? And they try to say sex work is real work. But guess what? OnlyFans was created by a man so you're saying that but you're still depending on a man to pay your bills and to give a cheap way out of this pandemic just food for thought from march to april of 2020 as the world was locking down descending into social isolation new OnlyFans creator accounts skyrocketed 75 percent prior to the pandemic OnlyFans had only 10 million users in april 
2020 CEO Thomas Stokely claimed the platform was seeing about 200,000 new users and 7,000 to 8,000 new creators join every day. The OnlyFans explosion also coincided with the sex workers' real work movement, which sold the idea to young girls they could sell their bodies without facing the ancient stigma surrounding prostitution. That was a lie. I bet you their daughters aren't doing OnlyFans. Charmed by viral success stories of OnlyFans, women's making obscene amounts of money seemingly without the risk of STDs or physical abuse from in-person prostitution. Thousands of women and girls joined the platform. In August 2020, rapper Cardi B and actress-singer Bella Thorne popularized the platform further by joining, with Thorne reportedly ranking in more than 1 million within 24 hours. With so many women flooding the market, though, most of them quickly took an ego hit when they failed to rise to the top tier of content creators and struggled to make money, let alone becoming millionaires. Well, of course, if everybody's trying to do it, the market is saturated, and... Um, you're not you're not in you're not as that much in demand if you have other competitors. Okay, the top creators on OnlyFans earn an average of a hundred thousand a month, although some have made more than two million in a year. But the average OnlyFans creator has just twenty-one subscribers and makes about one hundred and fifty-one dollars a month, not even enough to pay rent. The platform is set up to allow people to commission creators for private work which has led to women performing some of the most degrading acts imaginable on camera that their fans request for a fee. Now, though, many women who drop their negligees online when most of the world has holed up at home say they feel foolish and wish they could take it all back. One woman on the subreddit, Truth Off My Chest, said she's now in an amazing relationship but hasn't told her boyfriend about the OnlyFans she had for a month. It's something I regret a lot, and to any girl considering OnlyFans, please stop and think about how it may impact your future. You know, men have said this online. I have said this in Facebook groups. And you know what women have said to me and many other men? You're hating. Oh, we run this. You know, we don't need you men. Shut up. You're mansplaining. Um, a lot of these women were feminists. Who are you to tell me what to do? you always telling women what to do with their bodies. My body, my choice, basically. I had one and I regret it so much. I don't have naked pictures with my face on it, but I have some lingerie pictures with my face on it. So they definitely know what I look like, LOL. And even the one without my face, you can see my tattoo. I feel so dumb now. It really affects me. One user posted the student room, a UK-based social media platform for students. One woman admitted she is much happier now since quitting OnlyFans after seven months, but insisted people should not feel shame over it. Uh, the internet is forever. The sad thing is I actually do feel dehumanized, lamented another woman on Twitter, begging people to follow my OnlyFans for a proxy of $2 is embarrassing. My page is worth $1 million and more. F everyone, I quit. But the internet is forever un un unforgiving. Now OnlyFans girls have become the stereotype and are often ridiculed on social media. Twitter accounts like OnlyFans girls posting their L's, which is nearly 124,000 followers, call out the plights of women who have found themselves broken feeling used. Some have lashed out with rage of a scorned woman. I show my butthole on here before 10K followers, like I said, and I was waiting for it, and I've gotten one subscriber. I feel absolutely ungrateful, ugly, tweeted one woman who charges $10 a month for a subscription to her OnlyFans. Other OnlyFans women have complained about the, about the collateral damage to their lives, such as pornographic content, getting naked, their identity getting doxxed, and losing friends. The OnlyFans woman has also participated 
precipitated a wave of anecdotal horror stories, male college students finding out about a female college classmate's account and spreading the word on campus, high school boys being taunted by their friends about their mother's account, and even pervert fathers watching their own... Oh, come on now. Come on now. Really? Really? What? Fathers watching their daughters on OnlyFans now? Men have posted their regret online as well. Some may wish they had never pressed subscribe. Meanwhile, as with all pornography, the women in real-life relationships with their men watching OnlyFans suffer. Unlike free internet pornography, everyone's bank account suffers as well. One woman posted on TikTok saying that her boyfriend, the father of her newborn, hid an addiction to OnlyFans for years, spending thousands of dollars on customer content, a custom content instead of saving for their family. In a more traditional society or society with higher testosterone rel- testosterone levels people would would be like prostitution exists it's bad you get my daughter involved in prostitution i'm coming to shoot you because why wouldn't i do that fox news host tucker carlson said in a recent interview with daily wire intern daniel schmidt (laughs) i could agree with carlson on that the mirage of fans being a risk-free version of prostitution has shattered as well, last summer, Deputy Joseph Joseph Scaramucci of the McLennan County Sheriff's Office in Texas, who has spent over a decade investigating sex trafficking, said in some cases, there are very obvious signs of people being under third-party control. The platform, which takes a 20% fee for all transactions, also comes came under fire last year for failing to prevent child pornography proliferating on site. In August 2021, more than 100 members of Congress called on Justice Department to investigate OnlyFans for allowing child sexual abuse material. Oh, my God. Shortly afterwards, the company suddenly announced it would no longer allow sexual explicit content. That move was reversed less than a week later. However, after an outcry from users and creators in December, former Glamour model and actress Linda Losardi warned that girls may regret their OnlyFans stints. What if your life moves in a different direction? I think sometimes the girls haven't thought out thought about when they have children who might well see their mother in a situation she let her regrets, Losardi said. That is true. That is true. Even if you're not in a relationship, it could affect you when you meet someone. What if you have friends or family who have tuned into you into the past? It feels a bit underhand, she said. The former topless model added that if I could speak to my 20-year-old self, I'd say don't take your clothes off, become an actress instead. It is, um, it's not a joke, man. And this is, this is what happens. You see, feminism opened the gateway for this stuff. It did. It opened a gateway for women to be humiliated. And I, you know, I was uh, listening to pearly things and she's right. Feminism is a cult. What group would want you to go this far to even think that sex work is real work? What group would. It's basically a right to have promiscuous sex of a toxic man, but don't take on the consequences of being a promiscuous toxic man okay that's basically what it is and then when you call it out uh, 
people get mad at you. All right. They say you're mansplaining. You're, uh, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. And they will get violent. Okay. They will get ex- extremely violent. They will get mad at you. Because you're telling the truth. All right. They did this to themselves. They wanted to pretend sex was meaningless, but found out the truth the hard way. Yeah. Yeah. But men who try to tell the truth, they're known as woman haters, mansplaining. You're trying to stunt on a woman. Trying to oppress them How are we oppressing by telling you Look if you go down this path Alright there's no bridge Turn around Don't go there Don't jump over that guardrail There's no there's, there's no ground there It's a pit Don't jump there You want to do it that's your, that's your own fault You know when we talk about Like you know OnlyFans model getting murdered And like if she hadn't done OnlyFans This wouldn't have happened all of a sudden, you're victim blaming. You're not. It. It. Here's a. Here's a truth. Here's a. Here's a hard truth. Okay. If you do prostitution, you do drug dealing, you do anything illegal, and you get hurt, you go to jail, you lose a family over it, you lose a reputation. You're not a victim. I'm going to say it again. If you choose to live a life that's against the laws of this of your country, like you're going into the underground economy, prostitution, stripper, drug dealing, embezzler, something happens to you, you lose your reputation, you lose your family, you lose your freedom, you lose your life, you're not a victim. Okay? How could you be a victim for your willing participant? Anybody? I'll ask again. How can you be a victim if you're a willing participant? Yeah. I thought so. Okay, moving right along. Okay. We have many nursing homes closing their doors to accommodate Ukrainian refugees. I remember I was talking about an article about a woman who opened her home in Ireland to a Ukrainian refugee who was a single mother and the next thing you know, she's um, going out all types of, all times of the night and she's picking up dudes. This is a single mother. Another story was the fact that a woman took in a a Ukrainian refugee and because she saw a Russian flag at her home that Ukrainian refugee burnt down her house the poor woman was in tears the junior minister of older people says she's generally concerned about the trend she has seen in the last few months in relation to nursing homes Mary Butler says some of the operators appear to be closing their current business in favor of accommodating Ukrainian refugees. There is no requirement to be registered with the HIQA if they do this. Minister Butler told WLRFM 
that an unprecedented number of nursing homes have closed in the last three months. Okay. People are not gonna put up with it. Okay. They're not. That's the problem. Okay. Now, they're saying this. <clears throat> There's no nursing home closing to become a center for refugees. Nursing homes are closing because they're forced to, he said. Okay? That's what they claim to say. Okay? <clears throat> he was speaking for the Minister of Old People, Older People. Mary Butler said the nursing homes have become, uh, that are going to close must give health authorities six months notice of their intention to do so. Speaking on RTE's Morning Island, Ms. Butler said that she is aware that the eight nursing homes have closed in the last three months. She added that the last two weeks, four nursing homes have deregistered their provision of care for the older people. Ms. Butler said that she has been made aware that there are some instances where these nursing homes have operators have changed their business model to provide care to other vulnerable cohorts of society. It has been reported that some nursing homes were closing to the current residents in order to accommodate people fleeing the war in Ukraine. The Waterfold TD said the southeast region in the past two weeks alone, 101 beds will be lost because three nursing homes have decided to close. No nursing homes takes this decision lightly to close, and there are a lot of challenges for the smaller and vulnerable nursing homes, she said. She said the nursing home operators must give HIQA six months notice before making a decision to close. There are legal requirements already there, so when a when a provider notifies HIQA that they no longer wish to register as a nursing homes and to provide nursing home care, they must give at least six months notice to the HIQA. All right. HIQA. If, if hold on one second. What's going on here? I'll add to the stream, what is going on here? Give me a break. Uh, what's up, Georgia? People hey, are not going to put up with it. What's, uh, give me a minute. Give me okay. one minute. All right. You there? Yeah. yeah. All right. That's hold on problem. a second. Okay. What's going on? Let me get this real quick. How's it still now, now, they're saying this. Jeez, nursing homes. Um, are you having an extra extra screen up? Can you shut that screen down? How about that? Yeah, it's better now. But, uh, yeah. So, you know, they're shutting down um, nursing homes because... Obviously, they're probably getting tired of dealing with the refugees from Ukraine. Yeah, well, I think they have these um, like corporate nursing homes. So if you have, you know, 50 people in nursing, um, it has a certain price to it, right? Like, um, like a Social Security type insurance is paying for it and you just get a certain amount of money per person. But now the government is offering huge amounts of money per Ukrainian. 
mm-hmm. which if you're an owner, you're going to say, fine, I can pick out these 50 people who need nursing, who need, you know, several uh, therapists or doctors or whatever, and mm-hmm. take in ingredients, and I can get more money. Right. But is it worth it, though? Because, you know, the Ukrainians have a nature of backstabbing and cheating people. These owners just want to make money for themselves. You know, they're willing to throw old people into, I don't know, back into their homes alone. I don't even know what they're doing with these elderly people. That's the thing. I mean, there has to be a line of demarcation when it comes to making a buck because these older people need more care. It, it it seems like other first world nations are being forced to take care of Ukrainians. Yeah, I think we're going to see the same thing here with the illegal immigrants we're getting. Yeah, and I think I think that's not right. I really do because um, we have our own problems here. Yeah, yeah, and it's not it's not fair. Look, they're going to okay. start putting these illegals in public housing. While Americans are struggling to pay rent or mortgage or whatever. Oh, that's what's going to happen. Of course, that's they're going to get the first dibs, just like the, the illegal immigrants down from south of the border. They're going to get theirs. Okay. They're going to get their um, Section 8. They're going to get their benefits. While you have people who are homeless, especially in, in New York City, you have families, uh, single mothers barefoot, you know, with their kid on subway trains. I have seen that. Yeah, they're okay. going to get snapped, they're going to get, you know, health benefits, they're going to go to schools that are already crowded, uh, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and it's it's, just, it's insane. I mean, I don't, I, I don't get how people are not rising up and trying to protest, especially against, in my state, against Eric Adams. Yeah, they get three luxury hotel rooms right. in New York. And you and they're bringing down the the property value. Yeah. What kind of public housing have New Yorkers been living in for decades? Like, what's the condition of the housing? What's the safety of the housing? And these people just show up and get to go live in a luxury hotel. Yeah. You have the thing is like it's so backwards in New York. You have people who are drug addicts, people who can't read, can't write, they can't read. All right. And they get these nice five bedroom apartments. Can't read. You can't write. You have a drug problem. You have a mental illness problem. And you're just going to trash the place and you're going to end up back in the shelter once again. These people, um, you know, they they have the right to get a driver's license, even though they don't get they don't take the test to get the driver's license. Okay, So there's going to be a lot of accidents. And the same thing is going to be with these illegals coming south of the border. And the same thing with Ukrainians. You're going to have a lot of hate crimes. Yeah. yeah. Because you can't tell me that there's no Azov Battalion sympathizers here. Because we just had. They're marching in New York. Right. Openly. Openly. And nobody says anything about it. Uh, Yeah, it's just, it's really bad all around there's no there's no excuse for it it's not racist to oppose it it's just wrong right 
but a lot of these things, I, I just see the fact of the Nazi regime being revived. I do see it in New York. I see, I just, it's not, maybe it's in the underground, but I, I just see it in my mind's eye. It's going to happen. You will have, um, you will have the Nazis and the KKK. They, they may join forces. They may. I, I don't know how New Yorkers are dealing with it. I know that you have to go out for certain things, but I'm sure a lot of just normal people who are not criminals are probably afraid to leave their home. Yeah, yeah. You have um, a lot of people like that. You have, uh, um, let's see, hold on one second. Because uh, a lot of people are going to have to, um, they're going to have to uh, fend for themselves. The cops are, the, the delay time for the cops is outrageous. Okay, and if the person is a protected class citizen, you know, they're going to be protected. Okay, you have a lot of, uh, I mean, a lot of people for a protected class, you have people from the alphabet mafia doing yeah, things. Yeah. Um, they're removing hysterectomies, they're having, they're committing hysterectomies against minors. Okay. Yeah, all that is okay, but they're not ensuring the safety or the prosperity of their own citizens. No, no. School just started here in Massachusetts. If I was in New York, I would be afraid if my kid had to navigate the school by themselves. You would. You would have to be there. You'd have to definitely uh, find a way to, you after you finish work, you'd come right to, or you don't work. You'd be a stay-at-home mom, and you just go pick the kid up and then bring him right back, and you'd have to carry a can of mace with you. Yeah, that's like a luxury for some people. I mean, I know a lot of people in New York, they might be working all kinds of shifts. Um, I don't know if their kids are getting taken home on a bus, but if they're little, you're worried someone could do something to them. If they're teenagers, you're worried about other teenagers. Right. And I mean that that is basically what it is. That's how it is when it comes to that. I mean the teenagers here in New York, I don't know what it is with them. Something in the water. I really don't. Yeah, they're wild. Yeah, they're wild, and they they need they need a they need a good uh, a good a good uh, thrashing. That's all I could say. I'll put it that way. <laughs> they, need a, they need a good thrashing because they don't they ha- they're hard headed and they don't understand um consequences and respect uh here we have um hold on one second one moment uh we did you hear about this uh mysterious virus now no, That's in argentina yeah. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah mysterious mono- uh here it is. Okay. Yeah. Here it is. Wow, this is really bad. Yep. One minute. Let me get the uh, story. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's pretty bad. So I wouldn't be surprised if we're getting, uh, you know, more uh, these, uh, you know, these uh, jabs coming our way. Uh, mysterious uh, pneumonia kills three people in Argentina in new alarming outbreak. Three people have died from a mysterious pneumonia in Argentina, raising fears of a new viral outbreak. Health officials in the South American country said another six had been infected with pneumonia of unknown origin. The cases are among eight health workers, one in the ICU patient treated at a private hospital in Tacumán, a small region 800 miles northwest of the capital of Buenos Aires. Officials are concerned because COVID influenza and hantavirus have all been ruled out. Okay. Uh, the fact it has spread to health workers, often the victims in new viral outbreaks indicates that the culprit may be an infectious disease. It comes two and a half years after reports of an unexplained pneumonia began to leak out of Wuhan, China in December 2019. It turned out to be COVID. All right. Um... The first six patients started exhibiting symptoms between August 18th and 22 of uh, and the 22nd of the last three cases. Two are receiving hospital treatment and one is being monitored at home. Luis Medina Ruiz, the Communist Minister of Health, told local media what the patients have in common is a severe respiratory condition with bilateral pneumonia and compromise in X-ray images very similar to COVID, but that is ruled out. He said the patients were tested for more than 30 bugs, including COVID, cold, influenza of both type A and B, all of which came back negative. Samples have been sent to Argentina's National Administration of Health Laboratories and Institutes for further analysis. The hospital has been locked down and contacts of patients are traced and isolated. Officials are also probing whether the spat of cases in the res is the result of the bacterial outbreak possibly due to the contaminated water or air-conditioned units. Experts in the West said it was too soon to start sounding the alarm despite the outbreak similarities to COVID emergence. The, Emer the European Center of Disease Control's Epidemic Intelligence Team has been tracking the cluster of cases since Tuesday, and scientists at the World Health Organization, the WHO, also monitoring the situation. Professor D.V. Shadar, chair of the Global Health at Indenburg University, told The Telegraph, it's obvious, concerning, but we will still need key information on transmission and hopefully on the underlying cause. This shows our collective vulnerability to dangerous passages and outbreak in any part of the world is, if not quickly contained, can spread rapidly given air and trade. Hmm. So that's basically it, you know, when it comes to that. But uh, do you think it will, it will possibly come uh, to the U.S.? Uh, well, we're getting a lot of uh, illegal, untested immigrants from South America. Uh, or oh, yeah, that, oh, yeah, I forgot about that, too. To Mexico and get everybody infected. That is true. That that, yeah. that that is true, yes. I think also because these are health workers who got sick first. Um we can see that a lot of people who have been enhanced a couple of times mm -hmm. um, are getting sicker, you know, with that other disease. Right, and, right, right, right. Um, 
they might be vulnerable if they don't keep up with their enhancements. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's basically it. But uh, um, hmm. that is basically something that they will have to uh, keep. Uh, hmm, I'm trying to figure out words to say. Because this is... <laughs> oh man! Oh man! I feel like I am living in World War Two. I really do. Yeah, you know, that's like Yeah, you feel like they're gonna knock on your door if you say the wrong words. You do feel that way. It's been happening to people. So. Oh really? Yeah, I mean, people have been thrown off certain platforms. <laughs> Oh, I thought they actually literally now they've gotten to that point where, you know, they're kicking down doors and, you know. I think just in Australia, they arrested that mother who was organizing a protest, you know, in the middle of the issue a year or so ago. But who knows what happens if we get a new disease and they're rolling out a new series of enhancements. That they want people to start taking. So, if people don't take them, who knows what they're going to do? Right, right, right. Okay, let's go into the the FBI agent who uh, was linked to the uh, Hunter Biden probe, and uh, now um, he resigns. Let's get into that real quick. One second. Okay. All right. Okay. Here we are. Political bias now no longer working at the FBI, apparently. This is unbelievable. Timothy Tebow resigning just as Republican law. was zeroing in on allegations he tried to interfere with the Hunter Biden laptop investigation successfully we could add and kevin court joins us live to tell us the latest good morning kevin morning ainsley steve and brian now former fbi special agent timothy tebow actually resigned from his post last week after facing intense scrutiny over allegations that he helped to shield hunter biden and i guess by proxy joe biden from criminal investigations into Hunter's laptop and business dealings. The 25-year Bureau veteran leaving the field office last Friday, having already been on leave for a month, after whistleblower claimed that the FBI had obstructed its own investigation into the laptop. Tebow's exit, by the way, also comes as GOP lawmakers are demanding that Facebook hand over the company's communications on Hunter Biden, which have gotten a lot of attention. Since Mark Zuckerberg said this about his company's contact with the feds just before the 2020 election. The FBI, I think, basically came to us and some, some folks on our team and was like, hey, um, just so you know, like, you should be on high alert. There was, the, we, we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. 
we have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of, of, um, uh, of that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. So be vigilant, says Mark Zuckerberg. But in their letter to the social media giant, GOP senators wrote in part, quote, the American people deserve to know whether the FBI used Facebook or other social media companies as part of their alleged plan to discredit information about Hunter. Now, you'll recall the Hunter Biden laptop story really wasn't so much about Hunter's lifestyle as it was about possible influence peddling and pay-for-play allegations involving then-2020 presidential candidate Joe Biden. Now, this is all happening as Jeremy Bash, an ex-Intel official and TV pundit who falsely claimed that the laptop could be Russian disinformation, has been appointed to a White House board that offers Intel advice. You probably know this, too. Bash actually signed on to that now infamous pre-election letter, along with 50 other Intel officials casting doubt on the authenticity of the laptop. Guys? All right, Kevin, thank you very much. Uh, I'm Steve Ducey. I'm Brian Kilmer. Hold on one minute. And click here to subscribe to the Fox News. So what are your thoughts on that? I think they're probably just doing it to make it look like there's some kind of accountability. But anyone who knows anything about the FBI knows that it's just a corrupt organization. Uh, you know, they were the ones assassinating people in the 60s. It just shouldn't exist. Right. But the problem is, is like, uh, <laughs> a lot of people will uh, say the FBI, which is true, the FBI is corrupt. All right. But the problem is, is like America wouldn't be what it is today, prosperous as it is, had it not been for um, what the FBI has been doing, unfortunately. You know? Um, I, I, I think they're an organization. It's not a, an original organization to our country. Mm -hmm. It's just more law enforcement. And they're attacking... American citizens. It makes no sense that we pay taxes to let these people who lie and use our own justice system against us continue to do it. Because they will invent anything. Like after 9-11, they were finding Arab people and trying to organize them and then, you know, busting them and saying that they broke up a terrorist cell. Now they're doing <laughs> the same thing. They're inventing situations where they're going to say, oh, these are domestic terrorists. So they're getting people together. They're sending a bunch of undercover FBI into a situation like with that Governor Whitmer and entrapping people and then claiming that they're busting up domestic terrorism. They're just They're inventing, just inventing crime, crime to give themselves a purpose to exist. Well, they also have the fact that they have to have these metrics, you know? Yeah. yeah. That they have, it's like a quota, basically. For, yeah. Um, yeah. Like the NYPD has a quota. They have to meet it every month. That's why they're pressured to like do these tickets and stuff yeah. and yeah. certain amount of arrests. And that's the same thing with the FBI. And it's sad and it's, you know, it's just a mess. They have to clean up, but. This is years and years and years of, you know, following a white supremacist 
ideology and to oppress other nations. <clears throat> okay, and they do the the FBI answers to a higher a higher uh, authority. Okay, they're just not accountable at all. No, they're not. I mean, I mean look at, at the least stuff with that... the NYPD, you can maybe get a settlement. Like police departments have paid off settlements in the past, but mm-hmm. when when has the FBI had to pay for what they've done to people? <laughs> they pay when they die. That's basically it. Yeah. Um, they don't. They don't. They, they're not. They're not. I mean, so many. They've assassinated civil rights leaders. They've, um, you know, they've done a whole bunch of horrible things to other nations. Put up puppet governments. You know, CIA. Uh, yeah. Look. Look at the fact that in your previous story you had Al Sharpton getting involved. If Al Sharpton actually was going to ever do anything for black people, they would have killed him. Yeah. That's basically it. It's like the same thing with uh, Martin Luther King. I mean, he he realized that the segregation was leading blacks into a burning house. Now, there's nothing wrong with, you know, different ethnic groups getting together. And if you want to do business, fine. But the problem is if an uh, ethnic group wants every other ethnic group can do group ep- economics, right? Yeah. And then there's you exclude one group from doing that. That is a problem. Yeah. Okay. And. Martin Luther King saw that, okay, even though he worked as a boule, he was a boule sellout Freemason, and he worked for them, but then when he started realizing the truth, that's when they killed him. Yeah, and if you, you see had all any, if you had yeah, any black saying? leader that was going to do something that was going to meaningfully change the black community in a good way, the FBI will take care of that. Right. That's exactly what it is. And you see why you see Jesse Jackson, you see Al Sharpton. They all follow a liberal narrative. They follow that narrative of a new world order type of way. They include like the way Martin Luther King was talking about, you know, it never was a way that, okay, this man is supposed to be a religious man. He's supposed to be a man of the uh, the Bible. You're supposed to have a, 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 a uh, divider. Okay, you're supposed to be well. Everybody's supposed to be for my faith, and that's it. If you don't, you have a choice. But you know, he's supposed to basically act on that. Like basically, supposed to be. How do I put this? He's he's a religious man, okay, and he's he's a, he's supposed to be a pastor, so he's supposed to be talking pastor stuff, and all his speeches were basically of a political new world order type of I have a dream type of thing, and slowly that way of talking and speaking this is why you have the alphabet in the movement now this is why you have maps in the movement now this is why you have nambla in the movement now okay all right this is why you have this these problems that are in the black community now because you include everybody okay that's detrimental to any society yeah i just had someone yesterday tell me that i have to uh, support the alphabet community because it's just like the black community. Like, no, it is not. No, it's I don't not. Accept that. No, you don't. And but this is but this is what what's trailed what trailed off with Martin Luther King. Okay, the inclusion. All right. And then when he woke up out of it, when he snapped out of the matrix. And he wanted to actually do things for the black community. And a lot of people saying, well, why are you trying to make it about race? It is about 
race okay every again every other ethnic group can practice group economics every other ethnic group could go get reparations the jews could still get in their reparations they still get money every year sent to israel japanese get their got their reparations for the internment camps native americans okay they could still get benefits okay asians you have stopped the asian hate okay they get they get their protection okay Every other group gets their protection and their funding, but not African-Americans. No, never going to happen. Okay. And it's not because there's too much money in being divided. There's too much money in being on these plantations, the Republican and the Democrat. Okay. And that's, that's basically how it is. And when you point that out, they say you're a conspiracy theorist, but this is how it is. All right. Even Malcolm X, when he talked about the things, and he got he got taken out. Yeah. Okay. So that just shows you that there is a plantation. It's like blacks are, are like a permanent slave class. That that's how if it, it feels that way. It's just the fact that the slavery you don't have chains on your arms and on your on your neck anymore. It's through no, the television. The, the the free money from the government. Right. That's their your change. Right. Or the fact that you believe that there is no racism. Okay. Yeah. Racism doesn't exist. And you will believe um, Tucker Carlson. You will believe the right wing. But, you know, if you push the Republicans on issues with facts, then you'll see the racism come out. Okay. You start seeing the, the you know, that you are in a, you're, you're on a plantation, whether it's the left or the right, you'll start to see it. And well, that's I, don't think the, I don't think the black community thinks that they can do anything on their own, so well, they're, they're just stuck because... Well, I mean, I do believe we can, but as individuals, you know, you know, in our families, and maybe you hook up with another family, then you could possibly do business and you start communities, all right? But as far as looking to the political system... I don't, I don't know. No, I don't, I don't see it. Yeah, it's not promoted that way. It's promoted that, you know, black people always have to be integrated into existing systems. Right. You either Democrat or Republican. You can't be in between because then the the middle party will never exist. Yeah, but it's, they're just taught that they have to go into, um, you know, like, oh, you need to go to this Space that's full of white people and mm-hmm. change it instead of making your own space. Right. You have to go into an existing space and get it to center you. Right. Even if there's a if there's you know a, an organization with five thousand white people and there's three black people for some reason the black people think they need to be there and be the center of attention instead right. of making a black organization. Right. Going through the the hard work and to, it's just like Hollywood. Okay. Like in Hollywood, you, I think there was an issue a couple of years ago that there were blacks that were kind of begging to get an, an Oscar or a Grammy. And these were black actresses and actors who haven't really acted, um, been in doing work for a long time. That kind of disturbed me. I guess they just always want to be accepted. Right. But, I mean, 
but what's the point of being accepted when you're not respected? Yeah, that, that's, that's how they, how they, they get, get people, people. You know, they get they people stuck on this mindset that they need to be accepted so they don't go off and do things on their own. It would be more dangerous, like, if black people stop spending money on things made by white companies or white organizations and spent their money on themselves. That would actually maybe be dangerous. Yeah, I, I remember listening to, uh, I don't know if you listened to it, his name is Seiji Hito. He was talking about that's the reason why that they don't want blacks to do the group economics because they're the ones that spend the most of the American dollar on other products. Yeah, it's yeah, just it's sad just that, that a small minority of people get it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, okay, so we have the Pentagon training Afghan pilots for deployment in Ukraine report. So here it is. After the fall of the Ashraf Ghani government in Afghanistan, many of the military and airspace force staff of Afghanistan fled to the country, fled the country in desperate bid to keep some of the most advanced equipment from falling into Taliban hands. The U.S. Department of Defense, also known as the Pentagon, is set to train former Afghan pilots in California and send them via Poland to conflict ravage to conflict ravage Ukraine. Russian media agency task claims citing a military diplomatic source. According to the source quoted by Russian media, this involves former pilots and other Afghans who had served in special units. They have also offered to undergo training and sign a contract which involves the subsequent deployment to the combat zone in Ukraine. Russian news agency task reporting, quoting an anonymous source. However, these measures wouldn't affect the outcome of Russia's special military operation in Ukraine. It added, however, there has been no confirmation from the U.S., about such move. After the fall of the Ashraf Ghani government in Afghanistan, many of the experienced military and air force staff of Afghanistan had fled the country to Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, the United Arab Emirates, and the United States of America in a desperate bid to keep some of the Afghan military's most advanced equipment falling into the hands of the Taliban. Several other pilots from the special mission wing also flew their aircraft across the border, according to reports, several pilots were also detained for more than three months by authoritarian authorities in Tajikistan following the, their crossing over the border from Afghanistan in a bid to save their lives. According to the United Nations report, over 100 Afghan military personnel of the previous government were killed since the Taliban came to power. Many fled the country without their families. A Human Rights Watch report released in late November, alleged that the Taliban executed dozens of members of the Afghan security forces after they surrendered. Researchers at the organization said the Taliban have also targeted family members of former security force members. Hmm. This is, uh, this is not a joke. I mean, the fact, here's my thing, um, Georgia. Do you remember when I was talking about how, um, America would send, um, supplies over to Ukraine and the instead of the supplies reaching the Ukrainian soldiers, they would be sold. Medical supplies don't even reach the Ukrainian military. Um, yeah, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I mean, if that's the case, and you send these pilots over there, what what is the possible worst case scenario that could happen to these pilots? Okay. So I think we just admitted what they did in Afghanistan. So they, so they basically, basically, we know that they, they were not getting these people that they brought over. Mm -hmm. 
Um, looks like they just brought over some sort of military force. We don't know a lot about them, but enough of them have military training that they're now going to create this special military force of people who are not accountable to us. Mm-hmm. Are they going to use these people against us at some point? Well, my thing is this. A bunch of Ukrainians over here with military training, not tell us about it, fund more training for them, and keep them around? Well, my, my thing is this, right? Why would I want to send Afghans to be trained and go to Ukraine when I know the Ukrainians don't like non-white people? So you can want me to send these people as sheep to the slaughter to the hands of white supremacists who probably will have them on the front line to die purposely use them as human shields that's what i don't get and they're spending their money to do this hey i mean i'm i i wouldn't be surprised of the uh the murders that happen okay in ukraine that's what i that's why of uh I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't put it past them because I've heard stories of uh, Nigerian soldiers going over there and that's their own fault. They're willing to take money over their own lives yeah, and yeah. they are put on the front line, uh, you know, to to be to be slaughtered. OK, these people don't care about you. No. All right. They they want to. uh harm and be very much pro white supremacists white supremacy so there's a lot of you know and also the equipment like i said they're going to send more equipment over there and you already know the ukrainians can't be trusted i think i don't know there's a law but they're supposed to track any equipment that they send over there they're supposed to make sure that the equipment is not going towards um you know organizations with bad histories or something like that so if they actually were following these laws that they already have azov battalion would not be getting nothing but they don't care now they're going to train some military force of afghan refugees that we don't know anything about and send them over there and then what happens when they come back I mean, it's it's not not like we have an army, we have an air force, we have a navy, we have a coast guard. These people are accountable. This phantom military of Afghans, who are these people? You got me. You got me. Because all I've seen is you're throwing money in a pit to be burned. You remember uh, Batman with Christian Bale and the Joker (laughs) just has this big ton of money? And he says, oh, I'm just burning my half. And th- that's what it is. And then you say, what are you doing? And, you know, that's the American people. What are you doing? I'm just burning my half. But yeah. that's not your half. That's my money. They're not telling us what they're spending it on or who they're spending it on. Yeah. Who controls this army? Who is in charge of these people? Uh, I'd say Soros. Like, who is giving these people direction? 
We have a commander in chief. It is Joe Biden or whatever right now. Whoever mm-hmm. is uh, controlling whatever that situation is. But who who is actually controlling this Afghan army? The Afghan army. Well, right now the Taliban is in control of Afghanistan. No, no. These this army of Afghan refugees in the U.S. What's the chain of command? (laughs) Chain of command? Yeah, because we know that we have like a a joint chiefs of staff, we have Mm -hmm. generals, we have this whole system, and there's a lot of corrupt from the military, but at least it's public. We know Mm -hmm. who is who. Um, and, And sometimes people are held accountable. Sometimes. But now the military has Afghan refugees here that were not well vetted. They did not want them to be identified when they evacuated them from Afghanistan to bring them here. Right. They told us they were allies and families. But now we find out that these are military aid men with military experience. So that would say, I would say the fact that the Taliban is very smart and they're probably bringing over people, they're bringing over cells. You know, that's what I'd say. Because this, this, is the, this is the price you pay when you have incompetence in the White House and you have, well, it's not incompetence, this is planned. Um, when immigration is like illegal immigration is out of control like this, you'll have terrorists coming over here and they don't have to be armed with guns and stuff. They just come over here. They learn, you know, you heard of a cultural jihad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, you come over here, learn the language, find a place of power within this country's government that you want to take over. And there you go. You have another Sweden, you have another, uh, Britain. And sooner or later, you'll have no-go zones and stuff like this. But here's a uh, a um, report on the energy bills expected skyrocketing amid inflation. Let's let's get into this one right here. On one minute. Okay. I got the hold on one second. Let's share the screen. Okay, let's play it. With UK inflation now above 10%, many food banks are reporting rising demand and falling donations. And things could be about to get a whole lot worse here. I was talking to one woman and she said that she's having to give her house up and everything because she can't afford to run it. Post-COVID energy demand and the war in Ukraine means the price of turning on the lights and the heat is way up. 
and it's set to skyrocket. We see Putin deliberately use energy as a tool to uh, get back at us for the help we're putting into Ukraine, and that is obviously impacting uh, families uh, because of energy costs. Five out of every six homes in Britain. Let me ask you something, uh, uh, Georgia. Let's say you having a beef with a person, right? And you are a person that's very rich. You're sitting on resources. Everybody comes to you when they need something. And then you have other countries helping out the person that you have beef with. Are you wrong for cutting off resources from those other countries that are helping uh, helping the person that you have beef with? Are you wrong? Absolutely not. Okay. So, I, I, I'm just asking. That's all. That's all. Use natural gas for heating. 40% of the electricity is generated using gas. Although almost none of that comes from Russia, the spiking global market for gas is still driving up UK utility bills from $2,000 a year for the average home to as high as nearly 8000 by next spring. Some European governments like France and Italy are capping such increases. The UK is instead offering rebates but analysts say those measures are nowhere near enough to help the poorest. If those bill increases go through for this coming winter, more than half of the entire country will be classed as being in energy fuel poverty. That's how extreme the rises are. In the UK, fuel poverty is where more than 10% of household income goes to energy. Meanwhile, the two candidates to replace outgoing Prime Minister Boris Johnson are debating how best to tackle the issue. You know, Liz's plan is to say, well, I, I believe in tax cuts, not direct support. I don't think that's right. Critics say time is running out to prevent a catastrophe for the poor. When you know there is a crisis of magnificent proportions coming, you do not say, oh, we'll just have to wait. Fair use, fair use, sorry, fair use. So we've got a change in our leadership. You start dealing with it now. Photos of the departing Johnson on his second foreign vacation of the summer only further enrage opponents. His office says no new energy measures will be taken until his successor is elected next month. Redmond Shannon, Global News. This is insane, man. I mean, you have the, your country, your, you know, United Nations are facing inflation. The poor are about to face a rough winter. And you go on vacation. Yeah, none of this stuff affects these people in government. They all make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. They really don't care. Yeah, it affects them when it hurts them. That's the thing. That's when they that's when they start to want to do their job, when it affects them. Yeah. And that that type of mentality is what's gonna lead to a revolt. Hopefully. I mean, I, I'm I'm for change, but a revolt, uh, uh, um, that usually ends up bloody. People are protesting, so uh, you know, there's those Dutch farmers are protesting. Farmers are now protesting in Germany. Farmers are protesting in Italy. Um, there are people who are protesting in the UK about the gas prices specifically. Um, I think they just removed a tax extension. So, like, they just reinstated certain taxes on fuel. So the prices jumped, like, today even more. 
it's going to take a while that businesses are just going to close. They cannot afford these prices. Well, unfortunately, that's what's going to happen. There's going to be a lot of hunger because yeah. uh, the fuel, like the plants used for the nitrogen for the farming, they're going to be shut down. Yeah. I mean, we won't be affected as much, but we will be paying a lot just to eat. That is the issue here. We will, because uh, New York City, the bodegas, the food went up for like just sausage, bacon, and egg. It went up like at least five bucks. Hey, I'm not surprised. Okay. And it's just um, that that's going to be a hard, uh, um, a hard thing. I mean, it starts slow with us, but I mean, these other countries are going to feel the pinch. Yeah, we're a little bit better protected from the bottom. Like they're really going to see a hard bottom. Um. I mean they they we're going to be protected for but for how long i mean we're still going to have issues with you know infighting and let's like for you know for some people all right for some people who live in the burbs okay we have an advantage i mean well not me i don't i live in the city uh those who live in the burbs you know they could hunt they got forest mm -hmm. they could hunt for food and stuff like that people in the city mm, you know, it's, it's going to be rough, especially those who can't leave. Yeah, I mean, I think like our, our fuel prices have gone up. They're going to go up, but they're not going to go up as much as these people in Europe are going to see. So it's going to it's going to be bad for us. It's going to be worse over there. Yeah, pretty much. That's how it's going to go, um, especially with. Uh, you know, for some strange reason, you know, these U.S. food plants are catching fire. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's a growing list. Well, we know that they don't want us eating meat. Yeah, they want us to eat bugs. Yeah, they want us to eat non-animal protein. But the problem is with, um, you know, eating bugs, there's a chemical called... Uh, chitin mm. and chitin damages the human body it causes inflammation it causes sickness um, it, uh, it it's not good for you it's not something that you could uh, process out like burn it out um, it, it, it is something that will make you sick very extremely sick and damage your insides well and, we know uh, that eating Beef gives you all the protein, all the vitamins that you need. For men, it's important for them to have testosterone. Mm -hmm. It even helps you with like depression. Right. You're eating, especially eating beef, red right. meat. Right. Of course, they don't want you eating that. They want you eating bugs, soy. <laughs> Oil, uh, yeah, soy, Ugh. uh, whatever, like probably even like paper. You know, they can take wood pulp and process it. They'll form this into some kind of a nugget, and they mm -hmm. want to feed this to you. Right, and they got celebrities into eating bugs. They got Nicole Kidman eating bugs. Okay. They had uh, Salma Hayek, 
um, eating bugs. They had, who else? Angelina Jolie eating a tarantula. And they want you to be okay with that. But um, I'm going to end the stream right now. So um, thank you for coming on. And thank I'll you. probably be on to the next one. All right. So had a great time, great conversation with um, our guest, Georgia. Hope she comes on again. Any of you are interested in uh, um, knowing more about this this channel, you can look up the description on in the description box. And uh, I'm on Instagram. Uh, you can just uh, Google me as well. All right. Hard Talk Radio, live in 4K. Like, share, comment, and subscribe. Later.